Welcome back to another episode of Kurt Goes to the Grocery Store on Saturday. I typically go to the grocery store on Saturday night, like at 10 o'clock, as the Sabbath approaches, but uh, today I'm a little more on top of it. My family actually went this morning to, we drove out to Antelope Island, and uh, well, there's some trails there. We wanted to go to go on a hike, and uh, we've set a goal to see if we can go on a hike once a week. So we drove out there, and it was like, like okay, I've lived in Salt Lake my whole life. I know what a dump the Great Salt Lake is as far as like, not that it's not well maintained, it's just a dead lake, right? So there's just so many bugs, like... I cannot overemphasize how many bugs, and they're not the bugs that like annoy you and get in your face, but you just walk and you feel the bugs like around your feet. Luckily, they didn't bite, but anyways, but I'm back and uh, ran uh, some errands, and so I'm actually making it to the grocery store at one o'clock in the afternoon until I think of something else I need to buy before Sunday and come back, but nonetheless, I'm driving home, thought I'd make a quick recording here, and I wanted to... Uh, a few a few uh, episodes ago on the main Leading LDS podcast, I interviewed, um, I forget his name, but about uh, the nice guy syndrome. And man, I am so intrigued by this concept of the nice guy syndrome because I suffer from the nice guy syndrome. And I think it's crucial that a lot of leaders in the church, uh, both guy and gal, really consider the nice guy syndrome, which... Uh, the technical term is just codependency, where you are trying to influence how other people make you feel so that in turn they will make you feel good. And it's not, that sounds very um, like weird or I, I think most people would would claim that they do not experience codependency, but it's not, again, it's not just that they'll make you feel good, but you try and influence things. So uh, through making other people feel a certain way, so you see it a lot with with leaders that want to that want everybody just to be happy, to enjoy their experience on the ward council or serving an auxiliary, or they want all the members to just enjoy church, and so they because of they they enjoy church, then they'll have a positive experience at church, and then 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 in a roundabout way, they reflect that back to the leader that I really like that leader because he makes me feel, you know, fill in the blank, right? Um, and I think it's it's quite uh, prevalent just across the lay leadership of the church of because of the lack of experience, they kind of, we just default to, um, we want everybody to feel good. And so I've actually been listening to a book, it's it's quite long, but I've been enjoying it. It's called Not Nice. So I don't know the author is some PhD guy, but really, really breaks it down well as far as not just what the nice guy syndrome is, but how to overcome it um, and some tactics to use. And it's something I've really been uh, intrigued by and listening to and enjoying. And, um, and then this week, I, somebody in the helpers group shared an article, um, and I thought this was a good example of it. Sometimes um, it talked about, I think it was Elder Stevenson's recent conference address where he talks about President Nelson. And he makes some, you know, tongue in cheek comment that we all feel like we're President Nelson's favorite, right? And I think it's effective in 
how he uses it in the talk. Uh, I don't think he sincerely believes that. Um, but his point is being that, you know, President Nelson's such a great guy. We all feel special and unique around him. We all feel like we're his favorite apostle or whatever. Um, and I just, and there were some comments after I didn't get in too much. I just don't have a lot of time to sometimes dive into the long, um, conversations happening on the helpers group, though I should, um, Again, there's that's a little a uh, little bit of my nice guy syndrome coming out, feeling like oh, I have to read everybody, I have to I have to stay up to pace with everything, and feel like every, I'm reading everything so I can contribute. But anyways, but some people sort of commented that about this this aspect of leadership where we where we really try and make everybody feel special, sort of this along the same lines of, of one-to-one leadership, right? Which is so powerful. If you read Elder Bednar's most recent book, uh, One by One, just really powerful concept of of focusing on the one in your leadership was, it was just crucial, right? But we can sort of go crazy with it and then turn the one-by-one ministering or one-by-one um, leadership into, well, I want I want the result to be that every, that every one just feels like they're my favorite, right? And so then we overcompensate like our discussion and conversation. Um, we we give, you know, we're just that, we're just too nice. We're too nice, right? And everybody we see, oh, how are you? How's this? And we sort of try and portray that, oh, we know everybody's, every person's name and their family and how so-and-so doing and yeah, now obviously those conversations aren't completely out of bounds or ridiculous but it's just the trying to do that with everybody that we uh that we feel like it's sort of our role as the leader that we have to make everybody feel like we're their favorite um when in reality that's just feeding on the nice guy syndrome and it's limiting you your potential as a leader because you're spending so much focus and effort on maintaining how everybody feels in your jurisdiction or in those that you lead that therefore your talents and skills aren't you're not able to thrive or you spread yourself too thin you're not able to focus on a handful of individuals that um that can really uh, that you can really make a difference in or that you are more prompted to to address and so um just an interesting thought i, I would encourage everybody Check out some of those resources I mentioned. Um, the the first book, which is the author that I interviewed, No More Mr. Nice Guy, and then uh, this recent book I've been reading called Not Nice, which is phenomenal. And and I think we all just need to take a step back and say, when I interact with people in my quorum, in my ward, in my relief society, am I doing that? Am I trying to influence them to feel a certain way? And why am I wanting them to feel a certain way? Right? And it's tricky. Because as I've done this, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, You know, yesterday or or earlier this week, I got this email from somebody. And if you're listening, (laughs) I apologize. But again, there's my nice guy syndrome coming out. I don't need to apologize for everything. Um, I got an email saying, hey, there's this meeting happening at the stake about self-reliance. Is it self-reliance or um, something like that? And we need a representative of every elder's quorum there of the elders form presidency. Now, I don't know if it's my background of serving in the stake. I just know there's sometimes these meetings that are required to be there 
and it's just sort of a regurgitation of information we already know. It's not overly helpful, or I can just get a summary of it later. So I made the conscious effort of just just saying I'm not going to that meeting because there's just more I could focus on to bless my quorum, and I'm I'm just I'm saying no to something, and it's finding opportunity to say no to something. And in the church, we sometimes feel like, geez, I need to. You know, if, if I'm asked to go to this or that or do this or that, I always have to say yes. That's part of my my role, you know, as a, as a leader or whatever. But um, we got to say no. And but I'm also thinking at the same time, what if my bishop comes up and asks me, oh, did I did you make it to that meeting? I'm naturally going to feel like oh, I need to feel I need to give an excuse or a reason why I didn't go because I need him to feel like he that I'm trying as a leader and so it really causes me to pause. If the bishop did say that, I would. What would I say? I would just say I didn't. I just I didn't go, and and leave it at that, right? Rather than trying to project uh, certain feelings onto him, um, that that I'm trying to make him feel good. So consider you're a nice guy, and your nice guy syndrome, and and just step back and say no to things. Because, again, it's not about being less Christ-like or not worrying about the one, but it's being a more exceptional leader by focusing on the talents and tools and the potential that you have to become.